This is the Outside Gate with Steve Hall on the L4 Media Network, where we talk US moto and anywhere the conversation goes. Today, it's going to go to the Melbourne Supercross. And with us today is privateer hero, Corey Watts. Let's bring him on. Dude, how are you? Good, Steve. How are you? Yeah, good, man. So we've already been talking a little bit. And Corey, he's worn the fuck out. He's He raced Melbourne on Friday night. And then did the did the, the um, right thing. He's he's earned fucking massive brownie points, I reckon, because he flew back to Queensland on Saturday morning to uh, attend a, a wedding with his lovely. And then since then, he's had to drive back to Victoria. So and now he's good enough to come on my show. So thanks heaps for that, man. That's a fucking solid effort. Yeah, no worries. Happy to be. <laughs> That's the way, man. That's the way. Um, so that little bit of janky audio at the start. Um, for the the Aussie, all the Aussies know who Corey is. Um, for international listeners, um, you'd remember last year's Melbourne Supercross. There was a dude on a Honda who um, basically come off the uh, come off the ramp and missed the uh, missed the landing and landed up down the side of the uh, <laughs> landed down the side of the jump basically and sort of. Sort of took the banner down with him and all that sort of thing, and it uh, it was a U- absolute YouTube special for a while. And that's this man right here. He walked away from that and so did his Honda. So there you go, eh? Yeah, but he twelve months on, I still rate same bike at the same event. So was it the cool. same bike then? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So cool, man. Cool. That's even better. And um, so yeah, we're gonna talk a bit about um, uh, Melbourne Supercross both nights, all that sort of thing. Uh, Corey's had a chance to, in all that busyness, he has had a chance to watch Saturday's uh, event. And um, but yeah, first up, we're just going to talk about um, how your Friday went, man. So um, from my perspective, I reckon it was fucking great. Fifteenth in the main. Um, I don't reckon you hit the ground all night. So yeah, tell us all about your night. Yeah, um, it started off pretty slow in qualifying and practice, and that I um just. Don't know. I don't have as much bike time as the rest of them, so it just takes me to get to get used to it again. And practice wasn't too bad. I just got a feel for the jumps and stuff. I hit everything second lap, which is pretty surprising. Like you just got to do it, I guess. And um, yeah. And then in qualifying, I had a bit of bike trouble. I, my throttle cable was starting to like get stuck a bit, and I was like, "Oh, that's not real cool." So we fixed that up, and I'm probably missed two or three laps at the start of qualifying, and. By the time I got out there, I only kind of got two laps in and it wasn't anything special, but um, kind of similar to Newcastle. I didn't do anything real flash there and I ended up turning the night around and had a good night. So, yeah, and then in the heat race, I had the inside gate and then um, I didn't get the greatest to start, but I just hugged the inside right around and I ended up coming second around the corner, nearly got the whole shot. I was like, shit, yeah. And then I had Dean Wilson almost stand me up in the second corner. I was shit myself there for a second. But <laughs> other than that, um, yeah, just no crashes and ended up eighth in the heat race. And then, yeah, into the the final. And, yeah, I got stuffed over. I ended up having to go way outside because of people taking their time picking gates and stuff. So you try to do the right thing and then you ended up getting stuffed over. So I was the second outside gate. But you body. got a pretty good start from the outside, man. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. I um kind of navigated my way around the first corner, not too bad. But... Yeah, you you I remember, yeah, like I, I um I remember watching it, 
and then um and then even it's like i've watched it all back since and and yeah you you really you navigated the traffic real well in that first turn yeah yeah and then just kind of after a few laps i was a bit knackered so pretty it was actually hot as in the stadium there was no wind flow or anything so yeah. When you were riding, it just took it out of you, and I was just puffed from the start. So I was just in survival mode. I didn't really do any, like, the triples and the rhythms or anything. I just consistent every lap and didn't do anything silly through the whoops and just stayed on and for 15th. So, yeah, it was a good night. Yeah, man, yeah. Do you know where you finished up in the series after that? Uh, I was equal 10th. It has me as 11th, but equal 10th on 40 points in the series, so. Yeah, 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 not too bad. I was sitting, I was tense coming to last round, and yeah, equal, equal tenth after Friday night. Cool, man. That's two top, two top tens in a row, then, isn't it? Yeah. So, and yeah, um, definitely a lot more stacked field this year, and a lot more competitors. So, yeah, mm. to be top ten again is pretty cool. It is cool, man, and very much a privateer hero. Yeah, that that's a term that gets thrown around a lot. But for yourself, man, like, yeah, was Kenny, so Kenny's, um, Kenny's dad, for those that don't know, um, Kenny is like, um, like everyone knows Kenny. Kenny's like the mayor of Victorian motocross, isn't he? He's like, like, <laughs> yeah, like he's everyone knows, everyone knows Kenny, you know? So like, I remember I was like, I could see, I could see him in the, um, in the crowd there on, uh, which, uh, which night was it? I think it was on Saturday night. Um, yeah, Saturday night. He was he was just there in the crowd. Yeah, I think he was he with Roscoe. I could see. I was, and I was like, oh, there's all the Horsham boys. All in yeah, the he would have been with Roscoe. Yeah, I yeah, think he was yeah. standing with Roscoe both nights. I think. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Roscoe might have been on the box and for the Friday night, but yeah, yeah. one of the nights Roscoe. anyway. Yeah, I think it was him and Roscoe and that, and they were all there. I could see Team Horsham there having a good time. So. Yeah. yeah, definitely. <laughs> you can't miss. You can't miss Kenny. He's he's got the widest shoulders in the stadium, hasn't he? Yeah, and the biggest calves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, he's, that's right. Yeah, he he. You know, he's a uh, he's a solid dude. That's for sure. Yeah, no messing with him. Yeah. 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 So um, no man. Sorry, I interrupted. You start started to talk about uh, Kenny and so forth, but yeah, um. And yeah, very much property here. So Kenny was on the spanners. Um, no, I had my friend Riley was up in the stand. Dad was in the stand, sorry, for the Friday night, and I had my friend Riley Rampling from Lascelles and like a Mally boy. Yeah. He's been on the spanners all year for me. Oh well, he's, he's the guy America. that's been a mechanic for you on and off. Yeah, for the last yeah, few okay, years. yeah. No, I've, I met that. I've met that guy before. Yeah, yep. Yeah, he had a, a stand at Raceline there for a bit, but then he ended yep. up moving home and. Yeah, helping me out, which is good. Yep, cool. Yeah, he's a good, good bloke. Yeah, I met him at um, so um, Scrivens Racing has been a sponsor of yours for um, well, geez, always pretty much, haven't they? Yeah, and, uh, since... since since you're a little bloke, and um, I met uh, and Scrivo Tim Scriven is a good mate of mine. Our, our mine and Tim's dads were mates, and yeah, right. um, so we, we go a long way back. And he's my local yep. Honda dealer, and yeah, he had a uh, he had a trade night there. Oh, halfway through the year, and yeah, yeah that boy. was the the week I moved to Queensland. It was the yeah, following Wednesday, so away. yeah. But Kenny brought your race bike down to show it off, and and that your mechanic guy, um, he came along. Yeah, that's where I uh, I met him. Yeah, yep, 
Yeah, yeah they said sure. that was a good night, buddy. Yeah, good yeah. Food and drinks and stuff. It was, yeah, yeah. No, that's uh, that's the go. So, um, yeah, where were we at, man? Um, just about you, you being a privateer. So, um, Scrivo, yeah, Scrivo is your your sponsor. Helps you out with bikes and that sort of thing. Um, and you got your mate as a mechanic. Um, Dad's been a mechanic lots of times as well. Um, yeah. So very, very much is, um, very much is. Uh, it, it, you even have a sprinter van, don't you? Is it a sprinter? Uh, Ford Transit. Yeah. Oh the, little, the little one, but yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. It's pretty much, just, pretty much the same. So yeah, out of out of the van, man, doing the uh, and you you know, you've done the um, the Aussie Nationals and the Supercross uh, series and everything, man. So yeah, very 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 much a privateer hero. Yep. Um, dude. So um, we might um just start. Yeah, might just go over what happened on Friday night, how it all went down. Um, obviously you would have been pretty busy, man. Um, racing. So, I mean, if you can shed any light on anything that I've got here about um, anything else that went on, yeah, go for your life, man. Um. Yep. So um, one of the um, one of the drivers with um with uh preparing for this show was i didn't take any notes at the stadium because i was like no nah, i'm just going to enjoy myself and sit here and then i'm going to sit down and watch the tv and see everything again but everything again's not on the tv so yeah so which is pretty disappointing and i i um i, I decided i wasn't going to get too ranty about negative things um doing this pod so i'm really going to try my best but some things like that are a bit bit annoying, you know, when you want to um you want to get people to see it on TV and see everything and um then go to the stadium next year, you know. Um that's how you're gonna grow it. And um the the Aussie, in particular the 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 broadcast for the Friday night, um, they had um they showed all the WSX practice but they didn't show – so they showed all four lots of, of WSS practice and they didn't show any of the 85s, any of the MX3, and any of the heats. So oh, right. that, that's pretty crook. So you go on to rewatch Friday night and you get um, – the only Aussie series stuff that you get on there is um, basically the uh, the finals. That's it. Yep. Yeah, so that, right. was, that was pretty crook. Um, but, um, yeah, as far as, um, so heat winners, um, so heat winners, we had, um, we had, uh, Wilson Todd, uh, Cole Thompson win the heats, um, Cloudy and Dino, which, um, Cloudy winning that heat was a, um, a good sign of things to come, man. So. Yeah, definitely. He was on another level on Friday night and then well, for the yeah. whole weekend, actually. It was fucking awesome, wasn't it? Like. Yeah. Definitely you know, right. He needed leaving. Yeah, man. CDR, so it was good to watch. Mm, like we, um, you know, uh, Aussies that have sort of seen seen what he's gone through and seen the the grind to come back, and we've all been sort of wondering, you know, what, when's it going to happen? Like, because he was. I mean, you go back, you go back. I guess two years, he was the best guy out there. You know. Yeah, uh, definitely. He was he was the man, you know. So, 
um it's just it is really really cool and that was such a sh that 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 accident where he did his leg that was wicked man though um, yeah i was there and um at Mackay. i'm pretty yeah. sure he banged that up yeah that was gnarly yeah man like he he's um he basically he slid up the up ramp you know, yeah. like he crashed on the flat the and landed on the top of a tabletop. He slid up the up ramp. That's how far, yeah, you know, that sort of so shows the high speed and the way he was sort of thrown and that sort of thing. He actually bounced uphill. Um, yeah, and that track that is leg. like high speed as where he stacked it too. Like that was probably the fastest track I've ever ridden at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, now that, um, seeing him come back and man and the emotion and and all that sort of thing. It was it was pretty awesome, man. It was pretty awesome, you know. Like I, I always love the, um, I love a good story, you know. Like I write stories, I'm a storyteller, so I, I always love a good story. Um, yeah. And that, um, you know, with the, that that comeback story, you know, and then the emotion, and all that. That was um, that was really cool, man. Um, MX3, man. Parker Ross, Parker Ross won again. Clinks the title. Um, he's bloody good, you know. Like he was, he was a pretty much a step above our our sort of MX three SX three. We're supposed to say for Supercross guys through the year, I guess. Um, but this is probably the round where like Seth Birchall gave him a fair bit of trouble, which was good. Yeah, yeah. there's bits and pieces. You like you're going up and down the elevator and stuff. Like you miss out on bits and pieces coming from the pits and that, but. Yeah, that Seth Birchall on the Yamaha, he was giving him a good um, red hot red crack for his money there for a bit. Yeah, yeah, he definitely put the wind up him at least, you know, like especially early in the race towards the end. His Parker Ross sort of broke him and got away, but yeah, that was good. And then um, Travis Olander um, came home in third, so um, I um, I'm not sure who was second and third for the title in the end with that. I uh, that's one thing I did forget to look up, but. Um, yeah, I think the young kid Drew, uh, Kobe Drew, ended up second in the series. Well, he um, was fourth on the night, so and he'd he'd had some pretty good rounds, which is cool because like they're a cool family, you know. Like I've I don't know him well. I've met the dad a couple of times, and I know that um, that family's um, good mates with Trent from you know our, our mate Trent from Moto Limited, so that sort of yep. thing. Um, and. Um, you know, they just—they're a good family. They're real, real grassroots privateer heroes as well. That's, a, you know, like, um, like Kobe's been on um, that Yamalu bike for this, but you know, all the outdoor seasons, um, it was, you know, the van and dad pushing the spanners and and yeah. his sister races as well. Dad getting two bikes ready and all that sort of thing. Um, so that's um, that's really cool. And it sounds like I think I heard it on, heard it from Trent. I think I think. I think Kobe might have a ride for next year. So that'll be oh, right. uh, that'll be pretty cool. That'll be really cool. Yeah, yeah. It will be, yeah. Um the CR eighty five cup, man. Um Cooper Ford was the winner there. So I don't I don't know these kids, but I'm gonna say their names anyway because they, they deserve it. Uh, Cooper Ford won. Uh Richie Lawler second and um Jack Nunn was in third. I know yep. I know the only thing I know about Jack Nunn is I know he 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 uh, he gave me a follow. So shout out to Jack for giving me a follow on Insta. Gave the sh the show a follow, so that's pretty cool. He oh, yeah. he was the little fella that won um, Adelaide. So 
Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I so think he was pretty hyped um, coming into the series. Trains with Mossy and that, I think. So he was yeah. definitely one to look out for. Yeah, yeah. So now that that's good. So I'm not sure. I think Cooper won the series. Yeah. So I don't know if Jack ended up second or third or whatever. But yeah. Um, still, yeah, good, good little rider. And if he does listen to the show at his age, sorry to his mum for all the swearing he's <laughs> listening to. So pro- he probably hears worse at school. Yeah, um, definitely. <laughs> and then uh, Tate Reid um, was out there. You know, um, he he got a ninth, got a top ten, which is cool. That's his second ever Supercross final. So, you know, yeah. um, I think there's there's probably some. I'm sure there's keyboard warriors out there expecting Chad because he's Chad Reed's kid to do something amazing. But I just thought I just think it's cool that he's there, and he looks, you know, he's a stylish looking rider. You can sort of see see a bit, you know, you can see he's being taught good technique and that sort of thing. You know, that's for sure. Yeah, um, I um I missed the '85 final, but Dad said he was a lot more in his element on the bigger track and doing the rhythms and stuff, and looked a lot more comfortable in the bigger he, stadium. So he did, which yeah. Now. He looked good, and I know that. Um, yeah, I saw a post from um, from his mum that yeah, she ripped into him after it or something, and she was feeling bad about it. She gave him a bit of the old like she used to give Chad. I think she gave him a bit of a bit of a ripping about not going fast enough. <laughs> I'm sure he's used to that though. I think yeah, I think old Ali Reed can be can be a bit feisty at times. Yeah, yeah, a bit of hard love. I think so. Yeah. But also on on um, Chad, man, like Chad would have to be pissed that that CR eighty five Cup wasn't on TV. Yeah, that's um, I'm surprised you say that it isn't like in SX three as well. Like it's not like it's bad racing or anything. They're all pretty competitive classes. The eighty five would be probably the best class to watch. Like yeah, it was really cool, you know. And mm. especially those front runners, man. Some of the you know like those either that they didn't send them up the ramp. But, yeah, but, every, but everything else they did, yeah, they they were sort of they were, they were sort of cutting off that that ramp, um, and that um, oh, it's hard to explain, but yeah, um, they were just chopping out a little bit of the track, but really the only sort of major obstacle that they were chopping out was the yeah that was the ramp. Yeah, um, dude, what do you think about what's your thoughts on these tough blocks or these tough boxes? I don't know. They kind of scare me a little bit, but they're not like hay bales or anything. So you can still ride through them, but they're just an inconvenience. Like if you snag one, gets stuck around your wheel and stuff. But I don't know. Like you could have markers, but the sponsors and stuff must pay good money to be there in the first place. So it's good advertising, but can be a nuisance at times. Would you rather? Would you rather have them or have the foam ones like they have in the US? I don't know. Um. Yeah, the the cardboard boxes, they, I don't know, they can be a liability. Like, they blow away and they flip over and then they don't look good anyway. So, I don't, I'm not too sure. Yeah, man. Like, there's there's pros and cons. There's pros and cons. Like, at one stage, I was sitting there and I'm thinking, these boxes are fucking kind of better. Because I saw a couple of guys go through them. And if, if they were foam ones... That would have been a couple of guys going over the bars. Yeah, definitely. But then, then you see Brayton nearly misses the final because he had one stuck in his wheel. Yeah. Um, and then um, on Saturday night, McElrath had one stuck in his wheel and that sort of thing. So, yeah, yeah. There's, 
there's pros and cons, but I don't think the boxes are all bad. You know, they're, I think it, there's there's a couple of reasons where they're better, you know. Um, yeah, definitely. If you snag one in a rhythm lane, it's not the end of the world either. It's not going to drag you down. So, don't mm. know. It's probably a little bit safer, but the how they can come apart, I don't know whether I rate that or not, but I don't know how you'd tackle that. Nah. I don't think anybody's ever come up with anything perfect. I mean – you know, just those like, um, just the attract, you know, just like the, your, your flexible um, track markers, you know, just the little posts. They're probably the best thing because you can run over them, you can lean on them, whatever. But um, yeah, you don't get the big, you don't get the big sponsor name out there on those. So yeah, and I think with them track markers, like Supercross riders are already creative enough, and like. Yeah. They push the limits, like, with the phone boxes there. You can't smoke them because you do run the risk of it. Like, if you're just a marker there, they're going to just push the envelope and go lower on the triple and push it over and knock them out here and there. But, like, the phone boxes, you got to kind of really miss them or, yeah, you get unstuck yeah. yourself. You just need to go old school, go back to tyres, huh? <laughs> get some white, white-painted tyres out there, like a real old school track. If it's a tight corner, you put a stack of tires there. Yeah, that's the yeah, that's the go. Because yeah, track. You're right. Track markers on in on a 180, man. That's yeah. Like, they'll never last. They're, they're not going to last the first lap of, of practice, are they? They're just yeah. Gonna be, yeah. She's going to get real creative. Yeah. Yeah, that's for sure, man. Yeah. What do you think of um? What do you think of um? Uh, Grant Langston with uh with Greg Rust. The odd, to be honest, when I did watch it back, I was in bed and the missus was asleep, so I didn't have the volume <laughs> right, up too yeah. loud. So I yeah, locked in on the race, and I didn't get to hear too much of the commentary. But, but yeah. yeah, I think I it was good. They were pretty good. Like <laughs> I reckon they probably, I doubt they've ever worked together before, and I thought yeah, they were was pretty it pretty good? Randy Macarath was um. Savachi though, he couldn't uh, have yeah. kept stuffing up though. But yeah, I can remember yeah. that. But other than that, it was good. Yeah, they seem sort of work together pretty well. Like I, I was pretty when I first heard Greg Rust, I thought, oh fuck, he's he seemed to really like I don't he, he either he either did a lot of homework or he does follow it. So because he knew his shit. So yeah, I thought. Um, yeah. Is, is that the first of the rounds that he's done? Did he, did he go to Cardiff? No, no, no. The first round was still um, uh, Fro and Ralph. And yep. then it was Paul Malin and GL in Dubai. Or no, not Dubai, Abu Dhabi. And then, yeah, yep. this was Rusty's first um, first one. So, yeah, that, um, nah, I thought it was all right. Anyway, you know, like... Um, a GL was definitely more um he'd sort of hit his straps like he was a little you could tell there was a bit of rust getting knocked off in Abu Dhabi. But yeah, he was just yep. like full fucking pro, like you know, back back in back in the chair, you know. Um I thought that was good. And um you know what too, man, that, that's the first time I've seen um Joseph Allen like live and that. He's pretty good, man. I thought he was good, like he cops shit, you know, cop shit because he was the, the voice guy and he's, you know, that. But, like, I thought he was, you know, I thought he did pretty good, man. 
he got the fucking kids in the crowd fired up and that sort of thing, you know, um, and um, fucking running around that. I thought he was all right. I think, um, yeah. And then, you know, like as far as your, your, the live announcers for um, in the stadium and all that, like all those guys are good. All, all of them. Yeah, they do all a good job. Nights, yeah, really, really, really good. Yeah, I think um, the, it was funny when Reedy, was it when McGrath had the, the – Banner in the back wheel. He's like, oh, it's stuck to his foot now, and I want to help him, but I yeah, can't. Or something. Yeah, that's right. That yeah, Reedy wanted to help him, but he's going to get in trouble. Yeah, no, that's right. Yeah, but uh, it's really good having Chad involved. Yeah, one way or another, he still needs to be in the sport somehow, yeah. doesn't he? Well, I know. Um, when was it? It must have been. Must have been a um, an interview after. Newcastle, and um, someone was saying that uh, Chad. No, oh no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't Newy. It was Abu. It was Abu Dhabi. Um, that Chad sort of got involved a little bit about the track, and and you know sort of yeah. got a bit. You know, this is what you should do. This is what the riders are saying, and sort of you know had a bit of an impact there. So you know, like he's he's a guy when he speaks, people listen. You know, so it's good. Yeah, it's um, it's it's a good thing, man. Yeah, really good. And I, I reckon with his eighty with the eighty five cup, man, I reckon that um, I reckon we're going to get international riders coming to do it, which is pretty, which is really yeah, because cool. they don't that'll just take it to another level. Because even in the states, man, they don't really have they don't have well, they don't have that. So you know, we're sort yeah. of it's a it's a world leading thing there, which is. That's pretty bloody cool, man, isn't it? Yeah. I think um, for them to come here wouldn't be so bad with the dollar and stuff, would it? But us to go yeah. to America, I think that's all the shit. So they'd find a cheap holiday, I guess, at the same time. That's right, man. Yeah, no, it is. You know, I mean, I mean, obviously, it's it's still expensive, you know. But for, like, um, you know, Team Green kids, Orange Brigade kids, you know, that sort of um, the guys that have got a um, some – some factory money and that behind them in the States, um, you know, for them to get over here as a, as a group and, and all that sort of thing. And yeah, that, and throw them in the mix and that sort of thing. It'll be, um, be pretty cool to see. And, yeah. It'd be interesting to see how them, the top runner Australians would then class up against like, you'd say nearly the best in the world at Supercross. But- yeah. Who knows? We could we could have the next Chad Reed sitting on an eighty five. We could have just seen him, man. You know, one of these one of these yeah. um, youngsters could be my boy uh, Jack Nunn. He could be the man. You know, <laughs> so, it could that's be. That's it. That's it. Um, one thing about Friday night, man. Like, um, I felt that, um, like just the Anstey and Dino winning the championships. But you could just see in their face was unfinished business. Like they couldn't celebrate the Aussie championship yeah, properly. That was weird. I, I don't actually like as cool as, you know, it's the, the biggest flash of stadium for the series. But like, especially for Max, it was like, all right, I've ticked that box yeah. um, on to tomorrow night. Whereas it should be like, it should be yeah. like, fuck yeah, you know, like let's, 
you yeah, know, but like imagine it on the beers or something. Imagine yeah. if we still had Newcastle to go, and, and yeah, then Max clinched it at, at Newey in a few weeks' time after clinching the world and all that. Like it'd be, it'd be a big celebration again then. But it's kind of like, um, yeah, the it's like the finale of the Aussie series is um, overshadowed, man. You know. Yeah, I think. Yeah, not being negative, but I think the Friday night is just being a Friday. The spectators can't get off work, and it's a bit of a not inconvenience, but it's hard for people like your average punter to go watch it. But then I'll you watch the live stream of the Saturday night, and the stands were like near full, like where you can sit and stuff. Like the atmosphere was this next level, and that as a rider, you're like there on the Friday night, and it just didn't have the same hype as round one last year, kind of thing. Like. Last year was like electric, and then this year I think the Friday night was was very overshadowed by the World One. Yeah, man. Like um, the I know people who you know I've heard people say they went to Friday like last year, and then and they just thought, no, nah, we'll just go Saturday next year. You know. Yeah. And I can see why, man. Like that for as far as the fan experience goes, um, the Saturday was like heaps better as far as like the you know the what was going on outside the stadium and that sort of thing um there was a lot more going on in the in the sort of the lead up to the event and yeah and then um also oh can you turn me down a little bit at your end man i could just hear myself just coming back a little bit through is that a bit yeah, we'll just see how it goes man don't stress too much um yeah, yeah like you the um like the because of the low sales for friday um myself and a lot of people got dicked around with tickets because they yeah they shut the third level where which is like the best fucking seats you know <laughs> like so we instead of good seats we had crap seats for friday night and um which is a whole whole, whole rant i'm not going to bother with but um yeah the uh you know that and then sort of the the what was going on outside was you know it was pretty lame on the on the friday you know saturday was saturday yeah. it wasn't awesome but it was better you know there was more stuff going on um yeah and then you know like yeah i don't know it's it, there's i think um for world supercross yeah it worked good but and then and then the salt in the wound is the way the tv got rolled out you know like showing world Showing yeah. world supercross practice on the Friday night instead of showing more of the Aussie series. That yeah, um, that stinks, you know. Like, yeah. Um, mm. And I noticed the um the the freestyle for the world supercross that was like next level. And then on the Friday night they were just doing a few flips and more of like a demonstration kind of thing. Like. Yeah. 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 No, it. Um, it definitely, uh, yeah, definitely all everything sort of got stepped up and ramped up for the Saturday, you know, and it, it, the, that Friday, that's that's the fucking finale of our Supercross series, you know. So yeah, just very overshadowed. There's a there's a lot of lot of little points I could point out that to sort of show that that further, but to, that was just a, a little bit of a um, little bit of a shame, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, as a um, as a fan, like just purely as a fan. So 
not thinking about the riders or the the um the teams all that sort of thing just purely as a fan because that's how that's how i went there no media pass nothing just went there purely as a fan the um there's a few things that were just that were ordinary you know like um and this this goes for both nights like no you know no pit access no not even like myself and talking to mates and that like i'd have paid more for a pass to uh be able to go in the pits because i love that shit. i love walking around the pits looking at the trucks talking to people just you know all that's that's part that's part of the whole scene you know um that you don't get yeah. in melbourne like I, I tried to i tried to get into the pits on friday i tried to try to get in and yeah i yeah uh, i didn't make it i got stopped by security guard but man security guards there was more security guards which is this is a mel it's a melbourne it's very melbourne in it there was more security guards at this event than there was riders it was it yeah. was next level man it was guantanamo bay i reckon it was just out of control like i tried getting up to the second level to catch up with mates i had the gear on boots and i had my wristband and I was like, oh, my mates are just in past the door. And they're like, no, you don't have the right band to come in. I was like, I'm racing, though. Yeah. And they're like, no, it means nothing. I was like, shit, yeah. they're strict. A, I've, I've heard a lot of stories about that, you know, pe- people with full media credentials getting stopped um, because they didn't have the right wristband, but they got full media credentials. Um, the funniest one, man, which was on Saturday, was um, when, the, when all the uh, riders come out for the autograph session. I was actually standing yep. there with with Trent um, chatting and that, just and a few few blokes, and we're just sort of looking at what's going on. And um, Phil Nicoletti comes uh, comes up, and he, he hasn't come from inside the stadium; he's come from around the outside because he's you know whatever he's doing doesn't matter. And he was like a couple of minutes late from when it started, and these security guards trying to stop him from getting through to the autograph section. <laughs> and, Trying yeah. to stop Phil. Yeah, saying that on that, your was story, that was funny. That was funny. And then someone else is like, hey, hey, no, 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 no. He's a right let him through. So yeah, oh Phil. I got a photo with Phil, which was cool. It's funny, man. It was yeah. funny. Like Kenny's line was so long, man. It was so long. And like you expect that. But then yeah, I look over and then there's like Phil was on a table with um uh who was he with? I think he was maybe maybe Cade, Phil Cade Clayson, a couple of different dudes and that. And I looked over at one stage and in that just in that area there was only about five people. And Phil, there's no one in front of Phil. Phil's just sitting there and I'm like, oh, what the fuck? Like, he's the coolest dude here. So I went, that's when I went over. Like, I'm gonna get a photo with Phil. So um yeah, yeah, that was cool. It was pretty cool. You feel me, mates, at the after party and stuff, got photos with him, and they're all pulling the finger side yeah, and yeah. stuff in the photos. I was like, that's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, no, he, um, that's it. It's funny. You see, like, the people that went to Phil, you know, they're hardcore fans that really follow the sport, you know, <laughs> like, that's it. Like, not saying that, that a lot of hardcore fans didn't line up for Kenny as well, but, um, you know, there's a lot of probably, um, you know, fans that um, that uh, you know they probably still watch every race and that, 
that uh, were lining up for Ken, but they're probably not the fans that like listen to every podcast and read every article and follow every Instagram account, and, you know, like um, know all the know, yeah. know all the silly season changes and you know like everything like the real uh, the people that are, are really uh, you know like neck deep in the uh, in the sport um, with their good old Phil, um, our mate Elijah Weesey, man. Dude. Yeah, Jay's been through the wars, Fuck. hasn't he? I was fucking. So when that in the you you guys obviously you know you're in the same heat, and I'm just watching used to, you know, seeing how he's going. I'm looking at the fucking board. Yeah, uh, both the boys are in. Nah, it's all good. Fucking yeah, yeah. And then I I was probably what back watching you on that last lap, and I'm like, fuck yeah. And then I look in the next minute the guy that was just behind Elijah's come past and I'm like, hang on. What the fuck? And then I see him get up on the other side of the track and I'm just like, oh, fuck. And he was sort of, he was doing the old, he was hanging low a bit on one side. I thought, oh, don't tell me he's fucking down a collarbone or something as well, but which he didn't, but he just got up a bit, got up a bit sore. And, yeah. And, uh, He'd been so, yeah, a sore boy on the next day, I reckon, because he would he was carrying a few wounds from Newcastle too. So still, yeah, still had his ass burns from from, uh, mm. from Newick. So yeah, but I think what hurt the most, man, was for the you know just the um, miss you know cra- crashing out, crashing out at Newick, crashing out at Melbourne, and then um, he rode he rode pretty good at Adelaide, man. It's just. Yeah, yeah, same as yourself. Just, before. just the small, the small gate didn't allow guys like you used to to get in the final. So, yeah, but even at Newcastle before he stacked it, he was in like hell killing it. He was beating like the whole pack in mm. front of me, and yeah. yeah, he was blitzing it. So, just a shame he couldn't just get it together. Yeah, so that was like on um, yeah, that that was the low light of the uh, of that Friday night, man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there was some. Did someone else miss out from the other heat too? I forget now. But yeah, that uh, Newcastle as well. One of the boys, like there wasn't many people missing out, and there was like good lads that, good riders that missed out just from little accidents, which is a bummer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No man, it um, it's always a tough. <laughs> it's a, it's a tough thing, isn't it? When you, you know, you're, um, yeah, got, you know, guys like, you know, you and Elijah that, um, that you just sort of, you know, they're thereabouts where you could miss out or you could get in, you know, so. Yeah. yeah. And the thing with making it too is, um, that's your entry money back as well. Like 20th yep, yep. to 11th, I think you get 350 back. Yep. So, yeah, that's just you covering your entry. That's not fuel, accommodation, travel, anything. So, yeah, which um, stings the budget a bit. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and then the finals, man. So, um, yeah, uh, Wilbur Wilson Todd with the whole shot, but yeah, Ansi straight into the lead. Oh, Kingsford, Kingsford, man, like he yeah, would have had, like had, yeah. had the whole. He would have had the holy. Yeah, he would have had the holy, but he just fucking went in a little too hot. A little too hot, he, little um, too greasy. He came, he was last, and he made his way back to ninth, I think. Yeah, I haven't got it down, but, yeah, he, he came back well, yeah. Yeah, he was on a mission, like, and, yeah, charging. There was just a few little mistakes. I was I was watching him because he was coming from last. I was like, the leaders were doing their own thing. I was like, he was amongst it. So 
he had a little bobble in the whoops and he went triple in just around the corner from where Elijah stacked and he clipped a tough block one lap. So he lost like a few times, like a bit of momentum on his charge through. But yeah, he definitely had like the best race of that, like the SX2, I reckon. He's had a good, like, he's had some incidents in that, but like his speed and how, and how he's looked in that through the series has been pretty good, hasn't it? Like, yeah, he looked at, like when he's on a mission, he looks comfortable. Like, oh yeah, for a little fella on a two fifty, like he throws <laughs> it around a supercross track. Yeah, that, that's right. Yeah, and um, so yeah, man, and then yeah, um, Wilson Wilson ended up second, and and Cole Thompson Cole Thompson third. So, and yeah. um, last race for Circo, man. Yeah, that's that would have been pretty, tough. Pretty sad, hey. Mm, been around really? for as long as I can remember. Really sad, yeah. It, um, I don't know any of the sort of the, the details, the nitty gritty, but I think it's just a financial decision. Yeah, um, I think so. I haven't heard otherwise, so yeah, it's um, it's pretty crook, yeah. And then, um, yeah, so the, the then the, the SX1 final, man, like, yeah, in my notes, I've got, yeah, Causa with a good start from the outside, hey, like we touched <laughs> on before. Hey, <laughs> That was it. And uh, Cloudy had a fucking wicked start. And, yeah, like, yep. like he said in his interviews, man, it just um, it, it just it was one of them easy races. It just everything went well. He had a couple of moments where he's a little loose in that, but he never really – he just, yeah, he just yeah, um, the- pretty much went out there and just did his thing, just dominated really, you know, like b- mm. build a lead, maintain it for the most part. And, and – um, but- there's think, nothing worse than think, a rider. It's scary when he's coming through the pack or any leader and they're revving you and you're like, Supercross track's pretty small, so you're trying to maintain your line and get out of the road and you don't want to wreck it for them. Like, It's like it's nervous when they're coming around, not so much like yeah, getting in their road, but they're wrecking their race for them too. So I was like, shit, I got lapped a couple of times. I was like, I don't want to fuck this up for anyone. <laughs> Dude, I can't imagine it. Like I, I know that feeling in a um, – in like the 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 biggest sort of thing I could I, I would have been involved in is like a, a Vic off road cross country, and I know what it's like when the leaders are coming through, and I'll get the fuck out of the way, you know. And that's <laughs> that's in like an shit. off off road race because I don't want to be the silly old prick that fucks up, you know, Andy Wilch's fucking title or something, you know, like. And um, and so, but on, on a supercross. In a stadium, man, I can't even fucking imagine what that fucking pressure would be like. Like uh, wanting to get out of, um, you know, Cloudy's Brayton's way, all that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, mm. Lappers get a hard time sometimes, man. But that that pressure, mate, like you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, you're trying to no. circulate at a pace where it's not too dangerous for everyone, and then you've got people waving the blue flags at you, and you're like looking over your shoulder, but still trying to concentrate, and then. You're already knackered enough. There's a lot going on. Like that second half of the race is trying not to stack yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, bloody hell. Uh, so I'd never really, th- I'd never, yeah, it's, it's interesting to hear you say that. I'd never really sort of probably thought about that enough, I think. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, like the leaders are on a mission. They're kind of, yeah, doing their own thing in the zone, not having to worry yeah. about that. But then you're in your zone, but you're way off their pace. So, makes it hard when you're getting lapped. You don't want to be inconvenienced to anyone. Most people from the couch, the closest they could relate to that is like 
getting off the road when a fuck to let an ambulance or a fire truck passed, you know, like yeah, literally in your changing, changing lanes for the fire truck. Like whereas <laughs> you're you're like timing a rhythm section at at like yeah, the fifteenth fastest pace in the country and and you you've got to get out of the way of the guy that's at the first fastest pace, you know. So you're still fucking ripping, you know, on the scale of things. Um so you ever think about that, man? Like you, fifteenth in the country. You ever sort of think about how fucking cool that is? You ever say that back to yourself? 15, yeah. You're fifteenth in the in the whole fucking country. It's pretty cool, man. Yeah, it's not too bad, I guess, buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you you think about if you're the fifteenth best AFL player in the country. Who's the fifteenth best AFL player in the country? That's fucking someone pretty good, isn't it? You know, like, yeah. you know, so, uh, or, or any sport, man, you think about the 15th best in the, in the country. Like if you were the 15, 15th best um, soccer player in the country, you're probably on the bench for the fucking soccer ruse, you know? So. Yeah. He's probably making a lot more money than oh, I would be. <laughs> definitely making a lot more money than you, man. Yeah. What's your backup thing, man? Like what's, What's cause that? Like you know, what do you once you um once you've finished racing? What do you want to do? Do you want to do anything still in the sport or? I don't know. Like I've I've got a I don't know if you call it a trade. I'm a qualified farmer. I've done three and four in agriculture, so I've done farming. I've I've got um excavator bobcat um, licenses and stuff, truck license. So I've always kind of worked while riding. So I've kind of. I supported mm. myself, I guess, but I don't know, like industry-wise, and still part of bikes. I don't know whether being in Queensland, something like coaching or something like that, could be a thing. But there's plenty of coaches, so I don't know. I'm not sure what I could do, but yeah, I'm. I don't have my like have a certain passion other than bikes that I'm locked in on. I guess I don't really don't know. I'm still undecided with what life's going to bring me after bikes. I guess so. Yeah, cool, man. Cool. So what are you doing up there um, at the moment? What are you doing in Queensland at the moment for, for work? Uh, I was working for a company, but through the Brisbane City Council, um, fixing up tracks in the bush, but the budget and all that just ran out. So I quit my job to move back to Victoria and do some harvest till after Christmas. So Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. currently looking for a job when I move back after Christmas. So, yeah, not don't know what I'm going to do yet. All right. So if you're listening in Queensland, cause it needs a job after Christmas, all right? Hook him up. up. <laughs> Hook him up. He can, yeah. Machine operator, man. That's yeah. Yeah. yeah easy get a, easy get a job with when you when you got those um, those tickets to drive, drive you know to operate machines, man. Mm, so that'll be the that's, um, that's always needed. And what does um, what does uh, your missus do up there? She's a tennis facility manager and head coach at it. So. Yeah, she's busy okay. in the mornings and afternoon coaching school kids and stuff. So she loves it. Yeah, yeah, cool, cool. Mm -hmm. That's the go. That's the go. Have you ever, have you ever played tennis, man? Does she get you out there as well? I try to sometimes, but um, she has to play with her opposite hand. So <laughs> when we first oh, each yeah. other, but yeah, just have a hit <laughs> after work sometimes for fun. But I tell her that I'm better, but she whoops my ass. What other sports did you play as a youngster, man? Uh, AFL, so that, and then like the local basketball on a Friday night, and 
we had a we got a ski boat, so we used to do a lot of skiing when we were younger and the creeks and rivers around here. So, but yeah, mainly footy, like footy training twice a twice a week and play on the play the games that we didn't have bikes kind of thing. So that was my yeah. fitness growing up. Yeah, cool. What what footy team? Uh, Warwick Eagles. Oh, Warwick Nabil. Yeah, yeah. Yep, so Warwick Nabil is actually hometown, man. So I, I always think you're from Horsham, but you're actually from Warwick Nabil. Yeah, so we're about 55 kilometres north of Horsham. Yeah, which isn't far on the scale of things, you know. <laughs> like, no. That right. might yeah, sound far to some people, but not, nah, not when you're not, um, not up around this way. We, uh, you know, so I'm... Uh, so you're sort of Warwick Nabil sort of Wimmera. Is that what they call the Wimmera or is that Mallee? Yeah, North Wimmera, southern southern Mallee kind of area. Yeah, 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 cool. Cool. Yeah. And then yeah, people, you'd have, be... people have no idea what we're talking about here. So I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm on the edge of, I'm on the other edge of the Mallee, which is just a um I don't know. It's it it's just a um I don't know if what what do you call it? It's just a part of the country. Like I don't know. Yeah, Krang's a, a little farm. Is it a re- region? Is is the Wimmera and the Mallee regions of the country, or just yeah? So yeah, the Wimmera something like that. Yeah, yeah, the region of Victoria. Yeah, yeah, just a region. You know, which I guess if you're listening, if you're a US listener, it's probably like a they're probably like counties. What they you know, they might call a county, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So we're both sort of we're both um we're both from the uh Victorian um Victorian bush basically. That's that's the easiest way to sum it up, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Victorian northwest kind of area. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm sort of yeah, I'm sort of cent- central west, I guess. Yeah. That's the uh that's the go, man. Yeah. Um anything else on your night on Friday, man, before we talk a bit of world supercross. Um don't know. I think the my experience for Friday night, I got into from a good result in Newcastle. I was in the seeded group for qualifying and or practicing qualifying, and I reckon that just takes a lot. It's probably an inconvenience to the pro guys, but it makes my night a lot easier, a lot less stressful. So you'd be able to jump in a fast group and tag onto that quicker pace. You get towed over the jumps a lot quicker, and yep. I yeah, I enjoy. When you go into Supercross, you're in a class with people that are confident in doing what they're doing. Like you follow Dean Wilson around, he jumps everything second lap without even having to think about it. Like, but who yeah, being a non seated, you second guess yourself a lot, I think. Who did you get to follow? Like, who did you lock in behind? I kind of didn't really, everyone kind of left me and I was to my own devices. I was trying to snag him behind Robbie Marshall. I've been doing a bit of riding with him and he's a, he's a gun at judging he does freestyle and stuff so yeah yeah ramps and jumps and stuff is, his time yeah. his timing would be pretty good yeah. yeah so that was that was me aim but i ended up just winging it myself i think but there's people around you can kind of like get a judge of the sound of the bikes around you and as they rev and stuff like yeah i don't know i'm a bit weird yeah. like that i do everything in second gear so i just listen to the bikes around me and kind of judge it like that yeah have you got a um? What's your Supercross practice setup like at home? Uh, not really. One I've got a, I took a practice bike with me to Queensland, and I had like suspension and stuff. And I rode with Robbie. Tried to ride at least once a week, and yeah, I've been he'd have his own. And... Robbie would have his own track. Yeah. Yeah. So there was a track. Oh, at someone's property, I just paid a, a hundred bucks to ride there, and it's about an yeah. hour and fifteen minutes from where I was living. Yeah. And then, yeah, I went to 
Pimpama, like the Gold Coast with Luke Reardon. He looked after me a few times and rode with that crew. And, um, yeah, that would probably be about 45 minutes from home. So there's a few close tracks. And, yeah, I didn't. I thought I would have done a lot more riding up there. But, yeah, just the way it worked out. And a lot of people don't have jobs up there. So they ride during the week and stuff. And I'm doing 50 hours a week. So I only get time on the weekend. And the weekend's everyone's rest day, apparently. So it's not real <laughs> cool, but... Now, what about at Horsham, man? Have you got a, a or Warwickneville? You got a, a um, you know, what's your, your Supercross practice set up there like growing up? Uh, I've got a friend at just north of Nil. He had a track a couple of years ago, but um, Toby Marshall. We did a fair bit of riding together. That's where I started, kind of my Supercross career and practicing with him. We just built tracks, kind of upgraded them every year to made the whoops a little bit gnarlier and stuff like that. So yeah, that was the only track. I went to Mitch Norris's in Adelaide. That's a five-and-a-half-hour drive. So there's other than that, there's nothing really local for me to practice on here. So moving away to Queensland was probably better. But I see the Winton brothers have a track that's be just under four, three-and-a-half hours for me. So if I stayed down here, there yeah. would have been a few options. But, yeah, Wartonville, we live in town. So I don't have a track or anything like that. So... Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's all right, man. Yeah, it's it, that's got to be one of the hardest things, though, is getting practice on Supercross. Yeah, for, and it's, um, a, it's a limited sport. Not everyone does it. So you've got to have the facility, like the area to do it and the machinery to maintain it and stuff. So, yeah, it's a bit of a bastard that way. Hmm. Yeah, there's not many. Um, it's real. It's a real private property set up, isn't it, you know? Yeah, um, and you've got to have, have, have the mate, yeah. the mate who's – you got to have the mate who's cashed up enough or or their parents are cashed up enough to have a private track basically isn't it yeah and then you you know you got to sort of be invited to ride it or have the right mates and that sort of thing it's a it's a difficult one you know like if you if you were a young bloke at um at a country club you know and you um were fucking kicking ass you know, as motocross and you wanted to have a go at supercross and work your way to like this 85 cup or something like that, but you didn't have the property or the coin or the mates to practice supercross it does make it pretty hard. Doesn't it? Is yeah. It I think being a country kid too, like a lot of farmers have got access to front end loaders and stuff. So like even just to get into it, you don't have to have the nicest jumps and stuff, but like as long as they're spaced apart and you get the practice of timing and stuff like you, you got to start somewhere, I guess. So that's kind of what Toby did. He had a, the oldest tractor I've ever seen and it had a front-end loader attached to it. And he built his first Supercross track with this old ass banger. And, yeah, we just yeah. went over there and just jumped it. Oh, it's a bit too small, bigger, make it bigger, upper end's yeah. bigger and stuff like that. So just progression. And, yeah, I think he was pretty, um, what would you say, determined – um, young fella lived on a farm, so he just as soon as he got home from school, go build the track and wake up in the morning, do a couple of hours before he went to school. And nice. yeah, it only had a tiny little bucket on it, so it was good. I had a good friend like that, and he was um pretty keen to do it with me. Yeah, cool, man. What was it the whoops that was the hardest thing to get down for Supercross when you first started riding Supercross? Yeah, I think the first few times because uh. There was a amateur class they started up when I just went senior. So I did that, but I just did it with motocross suspension because it was only one round. So I was like, yeah. not spending a thousand bucks on suspension and stuff. So yeah, I could never really do the whoops to begin with. And I think they'll put me on the back foot like 
up until now, I still struggle with the whoops. Like on the weekend, I couldn't even do them. So, but yeah, that's a that's a big killer is whoops, and I think just being confident as well. You just um hitting the triples and stuff, knowing like you don't have to hit everything tapped, and just your judgment and like yeah yeah the getting everything clean. I think. You think about how often you think about how often Cloudy would have the opportunity to and would practice whoops compared to how often you get the opportunity to do that. Like, you know, like, yeah. imagine his reps, his reps on whoops compared to yours, you know, in the and you're in the same race. So, yeah, and, um, like this year I rode um, the track at the Gold Coast, but the whoops were hadn't been prepped for a few years and they were tiny and they were the only whoops I hit all year other than at the race. Mm. And I rode there twice. <laughs> yeah. And then you get to the race and they're probably one and a half times at least bigger than, yeah. than the ones that you've practiced on. Yeah. 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 So yeah, that's it. Yeah. Like the, um, uh, the, the Swan Hill track's my closest track. Yeah. Um, I haven't been up there for years. Um, Cause it, it's just, it's, it's a ripper track. Like you, you would have raced it when you did, like, did you do Northern regions or? Um, yeah, I did the rain across series Proctor put on a few years ago when they oh, rebuilt yeah. that. Yeah. 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 So you've done the rain across track, but even like the moto track there, it's, it's a cracking track. Like it's a, it, it, it would, um, it's a national caliber track. It's, it's really good. You know? Yeah. But it's, yeah. It's, it's too much for my old bones. I need, I need like veteran tracks, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. There's, um, but, for a pretty flat surface, they've got jumps, but they're lippy jumps. So they send you yeah. pretty high. Yeah, 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 yeah. It is. The it's dirt young one is good red loam. I like that. Good dirt. dirt, really good dirt. Yeah, and then they they have that little arena cross track, and it's got um, it's got a, a set of whoops. But this arena cross track, man, it looks really fun. Um, yeah, and I would love to. I'd love to um, just have a go there, just because it's just the the little arena cross track just looks fun. But yeah, I ain't hitting whoops, man. So like that's, that's it. They need to put on like a, a an old boys race and put a line around the whoops for us. Yeah, just but then that's the it. There's other there's, there's other blokes my age doing it that are riding the whoops though. So I'm just a fucking pussy, I guess. But yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. I don't blame you. They're scary. <laughs> now, honestly, man, I'm not so much scared of um, I'm not scared of having a go at riding them. I'm just I um you know like. My my day job, man. My, I rely on my arms and legs to feed my family, so I can't put myself in a situation where I'm going to go over the bars, you know, a couple of times while I'm learning, and possibly do a fuck break, fucking wrist or a collarbone or something like that. I'll go broke because I can't work. So that's yeah. the uh, that's the the old old boy with the family problems. But yeah, cool, man. We might talk a bit about the World Supercross. Hey, eh? give it a yeah, give a bit of a quick uh, wrap on that. I'll just grab my yep. notes. So yeah, man. Hey, do you know what happened to what? Um, just the first thing I, I see here. So, um, the first um, the first race was um, uh, Croft got the whole shot, and then you couldn't see it on the broadcast. And I don't remember from the night I was probably watching the leaders. Um, he dropped right back, and then he didn't line up for the second race. Do you know what happened? No, I missed that as well. I wasn't hmm. too sure because it. I think him and Caleb Barham were battling there at one stage, and then yeah. just he dropped down the dropped down the timing, and then he wasn't there. So I'm uh, not sure. 
Yeah. Not sure what, cause, yeah, because he got the whole shot in the first race there. So, yeah. Well, Anthony went past him pretty quick. Um, but, yeah, that was that was pretty cool. Um, you know, I mean, Essex 2, there's not, not heaps to talk about, you know, um, really. Uh, Cloudy getting third was really cool, you know, backing up backing up from his great Friday night. That was cool. Um, but Anstey just sort of took care of business, really. You yeah. Know, Shane, um, Shane McElrath, like I, I really like McElrath. I reckon he's a fucking top bloke. I reckon he's got he's got to be just like the nicest bloke in the pits, you know? Yeah. Um, he's a real mild-mannered sort of guy. You know, I don't think he's, he's he'd be a party animal or anything like that, but he just seems such, such a nice guy. And one thing that really stood out to me was he, like – Shane had a shit night, and the first thing he did when he crossed the line in the last race was rode to Max to congratulate Max. Yeah, I seen that. That was um, good yeah. sportsmanship there. Yeah, yeah, which I think that sort of confirms my theory that he's the nicest bloke in the pits. Well, oh, it's hard to say when JB's still hanging around because JB's got to be up there with the nicest bloke in the pits conversation too, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he's, um, he seems like a real good good dude. But, um, you know, like, yeah, so that um, basically, yeah, Anstey, Thompson, uh, Cloudy. So, yeah. Um, was it the same as last year? I know when I was spectating for the world, when Tanty podiumed the race or he won the race, was it kind of that kind of same like electric feeling when Cloudy was going real good in the SX2? Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, probably not, not at the level of like last year. Last year I watched it on the telly. Like last yep. year, this this time last year, we were flooded in. So Yeah. I had tickets, I wouldn't need a fucking hovercraft to get there, you know. So we uh we were flooded in, we couldn't get out of town. Um Yeah, I picked up that race bike only two weeks before Melbourne and I was going through floodwater two screwbows to pick it up. Yeah, or two weeks before, yeah, you would have been. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because we were we were fully locked down, um, surrounded by water for at, at least two weeks. Yeah. 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 I got there just in time. Yeah. That would have been about the same time where I was, um, the main thing I was worried about with, um, floods was my dad's old race car. And I did a, a mercy dash out of, uh, out of town, um, through, through the flood water before it got too bad and that was and yeah that, and it, i tell you what, it was sketchy it, it, it was sketchy and it was even sketchier getting back to town like if i'd have left even if even a matter of hours later like i got it to a, a um family families in bendigo and then come up it took i had to do a long way home it took about five hours to get home which is usually like a one and one hour 20 trip dodging flood water and that sort of thing and still coming through flood water. It was pretty hectic, man. Like if, yeah, if, like I say, if I was a couple of hours later, I would have been, wouldn't have been able to get back home, which, you know, so it wasn't good times, man, but yeah, no, but nah, um, I can remember the crowd going berserk on the TV for Tanty. The crowd yeah. was definitely excited about cloudy. But you know, but he was third, I guess. You know, it's not not quite the same when he's third to to when he's winning. So, but yep. yeah, they're definitely behind him. And then also too, when um, when uh, I think it was it would have been uh, Kristen. I think it was Kristen interviewed him afterwards in the crowd. Yeah, yeah, it's got got, uh, got excited and that um, 
for for that yeah so that was pretty cool um the um what have i got the heats yeah the um the heats for uh the worlds was um yeah thompson uh thompson and anstey won the heats so yep yeah and then what yeah, was a shame that thompson wasn't on a um Sherco, uh, Serco bike for the Saturday night. That would have been pretty cool, but he was on the Club MX. Yeah, yeah, he was too. That's right. Yeah, yep. Yeah, and then uh, probably one of the funniest things of Saturday, well, the funniest thing from the Saturday heats was Wheelsy, um, v- Wheelsy bumping Vince for yeah. his ear. <laughs> he yeah. poked the beer, man. He poked the beer. I was sitting there. I laughed when that happened. And I just, I was just, everybody knew what was about to happen and then he got punted yeah i I wish he just ran in a bit harder and knocked him down that would have been the highlight of his career yeah it was funny that the um the crowd you could sort of see you could see like there was either people were either laughing or they were pissed off what but but it was sort of the same you know because yeah we knew that Wilsey was going to get fucking cleaned out. Like, if you know anything about Vince, you knew he poked a bear and the bear was going to fucking bite him, you know? Like, so, yeah. And there was a few in the crowd that were like, oh, you know, that was harsh and all that. And then there's others that are just fucking laughing. And yeah, it was, um, it was funny. And then, yeah, Vince, Vince went on and won, won that heat. So, you know, and then, um, Freckle, Freckle won the, um, won his heat over Kenny, which was, yeah, he was really riding surprising. unreal. He was really riding unreal. Yeah, he was unreal. He was still riding great through the final till probably two thirds away through the final. I think he just got gassed because he slowed. Yep. he slowed right up. Um, he, um, I thought he final, nearly but... had super pole there too for a second. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, so there needs to be more of super pole, don't you reckon? Yeah, how did right they through the did... sport? It's cool, isn't it? Yeah, how did they determine who made Super Bowl? Can you select to go in it or not? Like, I the world was... one seems weird because of. Okay. Um, oh, oh, I'm not sure then, man. I, I'm just assuming it was just stuff. Um, qualifying. Yeah, I'm just assuming that, but there could be some weird thing to it as well. Possibly, man. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. But um. No, I reckon it's cool, man. Like we always, it's always a good part of the nationals. You know, Aussies sort of used to having it. You know, so it's it's um it's pretty cool, yeah, yeah. And um, then yeah, like um, you know, through the race, like yeah, for, yeah, the first the first race, freckle hole shot that. Um, Kenny Kenny went to the front. The second that second um, the second race, man, is probably where everything sort of got decided that was probably this is probably the race to talk about more than anything yeah That's when, uh, joey came in and came across ken at the same time that vince came across joey so what yeah, joey just... tried to do to ken that didn't work vince did to joey that did work so joey just got shafted like he's like his move didn't work and and then he got taken down and that was you know yeah, and that's that, all. That like, was all she wrote for his chances, really, wasn't it? That was. Mm, that was yeah, it. and by the by the way, the commentators were talking. They didn't really um, like get up Vince either. They said it was just a race and move. Like, 
I said yeah. it wasn't that bad, but it was this well-executed kind of thing, I guess. Yeah, it was very Vince. He just fucking shut the door. He just shut the door, but um, and then he ended up with a flat rear, which yeah could have been, could have been something to do with that. Might be a coincidence. You do, you know sort of know like that. Um, Chad was talking in the broadcast that he reckon maybe spokes some or something. spokes but then spokes leads to a flat anyway so mm. you know um and then um aranda aranda had a good race uh in that second race too like he led for a while and ended up second to kenny so yeah that was cool man like aranda dude the last pod last show um where me and sammy did the paris review i um i was talking about how aranda won um the super pole at paris on this on night two and i was like yeah bullshit. he didn't do it, lay a faster time down and i hey, i might be fucking wrong i'm mad enough to say i might be wrong because he fucking yeah. ripped at melbourne he fucking yeah. ripped he so, was flying on the i apologized i apologized to aranda you know um yeah man and he was the first one that uncorked the quad too yeah before the finish and he did this massive scrub on the last lap and everyone i thought he was gonna catch yeah. for sure yeah yeah it was fucking wild man he was the entertainer at, on the friday practice yeah yeah he was the the first one to do it and then i think that i don't know if um hoax or hammy or someone missed someone must have missed that or maybe it was um gl and rusty because i remember um watching or listening and and um no i was at the stadium listening and it was someone and they said oh that um Kenny was the first one to do the quad. And I was like, no, no, no. That was Aranda yeah. was the man. He he let her rip, let her rip a couple of times. And then actually Joey did it second. Uh, he did it once and like I, I think he just made it. And then um then Kenny sort of just started doing it just routinely, like, you know, whatever. This is yeah, easy. <laughs> made it made it look easy once once you sort of seen them do it, he just, you know, did it easy and then in the end a lot of dudes were doing it you know um mm. but yeah that second race was probably the one that you know really um you know joey was fucked basically after that and, and um and then yeah then the last race was like kind of weird like um colt nichols just where the fuck did that come from like yeah i got a i got a fucking, snapchat Two yeah. from a friend. He was going around the first corner. He was going double over the first corner, triple quad. And he's the only person I see do that too. The commentators didn't pick it up, but he was going quad into the second corner. That's what so Colt that was, was doing. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So he found something. He found something for that last race. Yeah. Yeah, cool. I'll have to go back and watch that again now because, yeah, I, I hadn't um, – Yeah, I don't know whether the – the broadcast gets it. I think they may have got it once, but they never mentioned mm. it. I think they didn't quite see it. Because in yeah, that, I think... in the broadcast for that, they do they are following like Kenny coming through a lot because Kenny didn't get a good start. Yeah. Um, so they sort of following that a lot, and that and Kenny, Kenny was battling Joey and battling Dino and or catching Dino who who got second in that. So they were sort of following that a lot. Um, not you know, it wasn't just. Uh, probably as much footage as of, of Colt. So, um, but that's cool, man. That's cool. You know, like he's a good dude, good writer, good. And it's good. Oh, cool. Something different happened, you know? 
yeah rather than, rather than kenny just um just winning it again man and you miss the after party man i've seen footage and stuff it looked like the after party yeah they're playing beer pong and stuff the after it. party winner right kenny playing beer pong yeah and, um dude that reminds me what i haven't touched on yet so my um my childhood hero still my hero is rick johnson yep and the great man was there and um i got a um i got a message from uh shout out to my, my mate blake maitland from new zealand he flew over and he was over um just cruising around melbourne on thursday and um went by the casino and there's the honda rig and rick's just hanging out there with his 986 bike and he sent me a photo he said i've just been talking to rj for like 15 minutes he's a cool dude and i was like "Fuck! if i knew this i'd be down there and then of course friday it's fucking you know everything's locked up it's fucking fort knox we can't fucking get in and see anything um and then um saturday as i'm driving in because I, I park I, I just fucking i just took it in the ass and paid the fucking 35 bucks parking to park underneath the stadium just because it's you know it's convenient, it was convenient though it's convenient so i just did it so i'm driving in there and um as i'm driving in uh, that's right where the guys were um um ripping their bikes up the uh just the edge of the car park there the mechanics you know and so both days i saw a few bikes you know um running it running up and down there and um and they had the 86 bike out there she was fouling plugs and they had her out there and they were fucking around with it so i i've parked the car and fucking took back off up the ramp and got some close-up photos and had a good look at it and that sort of thing um so that was um that was pretty cool so i saw the bike up close but man when he when he rode out into the stadium and i, I was just sitting there i was just like a fucking little kid again just fucking staring like I, I was 11 years old man just watching him ride out on the bike even though he was an old guy with a suit jacket on and all that sort of thing like that was just fucking special for me man it really was it and it is a long way away and like um we got some photos and that sort of thing but you know um yeah it's a long way away and that but there's a few there's plenty of other good photos around um and uh that was super cool and then, then I hear he's hanging out at the fucking bar at the after party as well which I wasn't there but um but yeah, Sounds I, like I, we missed out. I, I was I was never going to hang around for the after party. I like have my daughter with me and and um and that sort of thing. And honestly, man, I'm not really an after party guy. So like, oh, I, oh, you know, it's, I don't I don't mind it. But yeah, I wouldn't get too much trouble to be there. Yeah, I'm too mm. I'm too fucking old for that and too fucking deaf for it. So that um yeah the yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's all right. At least I got to see see RJ from a distance, and I got to see his bike. But that's all right. Hopefully, I might get to meet the great man one day. Yeah, yeah that'll be the go. That's the go, man. Um, what else have we got on the on the worlds? I reckon that's uh, mostly it. I'll just have a quick flick through the notes and stuff here. I think um, I think I sort of uh, yeah, Willsy on Vince. That's the highlight. Yeah. And um, yeah, I had great seats for Sunday, which was cool. After that, uh, with they were the seats that I'd originally picked. Yeah, both, both nights. So I had to listen to your rant on um, Instagram. So kept oh, me updated. I was fucking pissed off, man, on those Friday <laughs> those Friday night seats. 
it was bad enough the the turmoil to get the fucking ticket changes and all that sort of thing but then fuck man they were the shittest what like i said they were the shittest seats in the stadium but i wasn't sure once we got up into our level it's like we're we're a front seats level three um sort of looking down on the rhythm sections like it was fucking the best seats in the house we had for the saturday night and i said to me daughter i said look down there that's where we were and i was like yes they are the shittest seats in the fucking house that we had on friday night so if i was the if if i was a karen type i'd be fucking hit them up for a fucking refund for friday night on that fucking bullshit that was yeah that wasn't that yeah. wasn't cool. but i'm not a karen i just i i get over things and and move on so um yeah man i reckon that's um that's all about all on my notes and and bits and pieces on on those events man but overall man um you know the biggest thing you know there's things i grow up about you know the pits and blah 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 and all that but in the end um it was cool because the racing was good man the racing yeah was good, you know? inside of that stadium the atmosphere for racing and all that is fucking fantastic um you know like if you if you if you had that with a big fuck off car park next door where all the trucks were spread out in a you know proper style pits that um you know people could walk around and interact and see what's going on and all that like that would be fucking ultimate you know yeah um, so uh yeah i guess i guess just to touch a little bit more on that like the it's the um i think they've got to think about it where like ticket sales is is the crucial thing to the whole thing happening you know so yeah. all it's ticket sales so you know that i think they've they're, they're building like the both the both series are building and i think that um they've got things fine-tuning things getting things good for teams and for riders um and that sort of thing uh but i think they've got to do more to just make it fucking cooler experience for the fans in the uh in the in the lead up yeah particularly in in the lead up and um you know what you get if you if you advertise that you can you know that sort of things are starting at 12 o'clock and you get there and there's fucking not much happening until 4 30 like you know like yeah um, that's uh I, I don't i don't get why they can't let people in to watch practice i, I don't yeah i thought head, don't have me head around that years in but, the past yeah. when i before i raced at the ozx kind of thing and i bought vip tickets you can go and watch practice qualifying hmm. and it was strange there was people at the gate waiting to come in and I yeah, finished even, qualifying, but they wouldn't let them in. Yeah, even that, the VIP ticket entrance and that, like we walked past that lots of times because it was sort of, so we were just heading up to there's like a, a cafe up one end and up the other end was where the, you know, the autograph and the few merchandise things and that were. And that, that even that VIP thing, it didn't open. It might have opened maybe half an hour earlier than ours, but it wasn't open. They weren't watching practice, like. I'm, yeah, we're, we're, people are looking through the mesh like this, you know? Yeah. Looking through the mesh. Yeah, I've seen that. And you just see a bike, just, you know, <laughs> you can hear them and all that. And it just makes you fucking angry because it's just like, yeah. fuck, like, you know, there's, 
couple of thousand people outside here. What what does it fucking matter? Like, you know, I don't know if it just comes down to staffing that they want to start that have their staff on earlier to organize the people coming in or I don't know. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Not not my decisions or whatever, but I just think, you know, you, you want to make things heaps better for the fans. And and your hardcore fans, they love the interaction and the pits and all that sort of thing, you know. Well, that's why you see so many people walk around the pits and walk around the trucks and all that sort of thing at, at events, you know, because people like that. So, you know, yeah. it, gives, it gives all those kids that want autographs, it gives them way more of a chance than just this, you know, timed section with tables and security guards lined up bossing them around. So anyway, that's enough on all that, eh? Yep. Um, i got some causer questions here. Got yep. a few here for you, man. Hey, um, what were you riding and where was your first race? Uh, Horsham, and it was on my fifth birthday. Um, I'm pretty sure it was a Western region. Oh, no, I was on a uh, Peewee. Yeah, 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 cool. How did it go, man? Uh, I think from memory, good. I couldn't touch the ground or anything, and the highlight of it was they used to have, like, this electronic board used to say what race and stuff's up. And as I was riding in, they made me all look and it was like, happy birthday, Corey. And that's all I can remember from it. Oh, so no, that was pretty I cool. Can he organise that? Huh? Yeah, he must have. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was pretty cool. That's the go, man. So you started on the Yamaha. And then when, yeah, did, you, um, when did you get I, onto Scrivo's Hondas? 2014. Yeah. So, yeah, 10 years coming up. Yeah. That one two five that Scrivo's got—that's one of your old race bikes, isn't it? Yeah, so I bought that yeah. off Dylan long years ago, and it was a bit. When I owned it, it was a lemon. I blew it up like three times, and that, and it was kind of been a bit neglected. So Scrivo's like, I had a bit of a bill there, so Scrivo's like, I'll buy it off you. Yeah. And then I said, Oh, rightio. But I said, as long as I can race it on one-off events, so. Yeah. yeah. She looks nice now. Cool. Yeah. Looks very nice, and he's got a matching two fifty as well. Yeah. Yeah, he's got every. He's got everything. Yeah, he does, man. Yeah. <laughs> I've helped build build um, build areas to store more of the toys. So yeah, he's got some very cool stuff. Um, oh, I was going to ask about other passions and skills, man. But you've already talked a bit about your footy and that. Is there anything else that's like not sports? Is there anything else like any any other passions and skills that you're, the, that you're into? No, not too much. Just buddy bikes yeah. i guess like like most of us just pretty fucking honed in on on that what you <laughs> love. and what about your moto goals man like oh what, what are you what are your goals moving forward you know what what's the few things that you'd like to tick off experience do before you uh um i think i'll i was trying to get to america this year and do a race or two but i don't know i'd, I'd still like to do that in the future but whether it happens next year or when I have a lot of money or something, but yeah. What sort of race? Say, what sort of race do you want to do in the States? I don't know. What? Like my birthday is the 5th of July. Do a Supercross or do an outdoors or? Oh, Supercross over there looks very gnarly, but even just an outdoor, like just to say I've done one, I always yeah. thought that'd be pretty cool. Do like summer over there and motocross and my birthday's in the middle of the year. So I was like, that'd be a pretty cool trip, I reckon. All right, American listeners, fucking hook my boy up here. Yeah. Hook my boy up, <laughs> Hook him up. He's a good man. I'm going to fucking start working on this now. So, yeah. Yep, 
That'd be the gag. Get your bike organised. What what track? Like it'd be hard hard to pick and choose tracks. But is there a particular track that you'd really like to do a national at? I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a sand rider to save myself. But like a Unadella. Southwick. Or... They're, they're not Southwick. Yeah. yeah. But like yeah, kind of a hard pack track like Unadella or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. All right. That'd be the go. We're going to start working on that. Um, you. We need a tag. So US or bust. For for yeah, cause a US or bust. That doesn't sound quite right. I'll work on it. We'll get yeah, we'll get a that. we'll get a good slogan going. <laughs> and then a uh, question I've asked. Oh, I haven't asked this one for a few episodes. Who's your hall pass? So of of course your lovely your lovely uh, lady in question. What's her name? What's what's the lovely Steffi? So of course Steffi is number one. But it, who is your like celebrity hall pass? If if uh, if Steffi allowed it, shit, I don't even know. Um... Maybe like Margot Robbie or something. I don't know. <laughs> I would have guessed a, a guy your age. Oh, that would have been my first guess. Would have been Margot Robbie. Yeah, now yeah, right. who, who could argue, man? Yeah, she uh, she's too young for me, man. But uh, yeah, she's uh, she certainly is a hell of a good sort. Yep. <laughs> cool, man. Thanks heaps for doing this. This has been fun. No, um, and yeah, we'll definitely get you on again, man. I reckon. This, yeah, uh, that'd be good. I, I can tell that you tell you can. I knew you're a good man on podcast because you've been on um, been on with Trent a few times. So that's yeah. uh, that's always cool, man. Now, um, do you uh, have you? Li- I don't know if you know if you've listened to the show. You know how I close off the show? No, I what I listened to a few of the other ones, but not right to the end though. That's cool. That's cool, man. Now, being a country boy, there's a chance that you know Kenny Rogers, the gambler. Yep. Oh, look out. So I'm going to uh, lead into one of the verses, and then I'm going to fucking throw the causa for the uh, for the chorus, and you just fucking let it rip, all right? That's how we're going to close the show. That's Hopefully I remember it. Hey, right, well, I'll, we'll both do the chorus, but I'll, I'll just I'll back off for the chorus just, you know, just in case you, you miss the words. <laughs> and honestly, yeah. man, this is it. This – this doesn't have to be good, man. <laughs> it, it, it kind of never is. It's just for fun. Little backstory. First episode, I forgot to, to do a fucking outro song. Yep. And so I just fucking winged it. And then it's just it just stuck because it was kind of fun. So that's it, man. Yeah, radio. So I handed him my bottle. And he drank down my last swallow. Then he bummed a cigarette and asked me for a light. And the night got deathly quiet and his face lost all expression. Said, if you're going to play the game, boy, you got to learn to play it right. You know what, Corsa? You got to know. You to know when to roll them. Know when to fold them. Know when to walk away. Know when to run. You can't count your money. When you're sitting at the table, there'll be time enough the cowboy. When the deed is done. <laughs> That's it, man. <laughs> Fuck yeah. You got a couple of words wrong, but it was fucking beautiful. I loved it. That's it. That, that's oh, the shit. high mark. I reckon you you just knocked off you just knocked off my mate Jeff for the for the high mark on the fucking on the gambler. I reckon. Shit, yeah. I reckon you've <laughs> put you that fucking, on your resume. You just fucking raised the bar for the gambler outro, I reckon. So yeah, look out look out for whoever's up next. All right, yep, thanks, man. On. Thank you very much for joining the show and thanks to anybody who has listened cheers excellent thank you thanks man